I want my Jersey Mike's. I love Jersey Mike's. I had Jersey Mike's for dinner. What did you get? Eh, this time I guy was pretty boring. I just got the turkey because uh, I was like, oh, it's healthier. <laughs> even <laughs> even though none of it's healthier. True. But I did. Uh, I mean, the turkey's good. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the turkey. But uh, I don't know what else I would have gotten. Sometimes the Philly. The Philly's very good. Sometimes the uh, they've got all those pork variants where it's like ham and capicol. Pork variants. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the Italian? I mean, that's one of them, too. Man, Jersey Mike's. A giant. I love the Philly. Philly Connection. Philly Connection is the cheesesteak champion. I was looking for that jingle one day, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Really? I don't know if Philly Connection... Was it just regional? I think so. Down in the south... I think so. But anyway, Jersey Mike's, the giant. I ask for the oil and vinegar on the side because it keeps it delicious. Otherwise, it gets soggy if you can't eat the whole thing. Say that again? I ask for the oil and vinegar on the side in a cup. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, otherwise it gets soggy. Fuck. I heard recently uh, that you're supposed to make sure that the cheese touches the bread with nothing in between or else you won't taste the cheese. Eh, I usually pick the cheese off and eat it plain. I do that too because I usually don't want cheese. And really, I usually don't really want a sandwich. I usually just want like all the individual pieces kind of well, you should get the ball. in my own ratio. You should get the Jersey Mike's ball. But does it come with bread? <laughs> I don't I don't know, but there's an option for a bowl, so I'm assuming it's not bread and it's just everything else thrown into Ew. That's what you, you that's what you said you wanted just now. No, because I want it as a sandwich and I want to take a bite, right? I want the option of it still being a sandwich, but eventually I kind of want to take it apart. Yeah, and the bowl sometimes eat things individually. But I don't want it to be like a bowl because I don't want the carbs. You know, I want the carbs still. You can't be pleased. No, I can. Give me a sandwich. And then I'll do what I want with it. You said you don't want the sandwich, that you want the parts. And then they Uh, offer the parts and you say, I don't want the parts. I want the sandwich. Yeah, I guess I I do want the sandwich. But then I also want the part. If you offer her pheasant, she'd rather have grouse. (laughs) Uh, Because I do what I can't. (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> she says no <laughs> I just watched that um, uh, the YouTube video guy named Sideways where he breaks down a lot of musical you know music theory you know and uh, involved with like pop music not not pop music like um, songs you hear on the radio but just music that's happening in pop culture uh, and he broke down the whole cats thing. It was so good. Because he really gets upset that cats is so weird, right? He gives you that. But then he also is like, it's also so simple. And the people that made the movie cats couldn't even get that right. 
You know, she's like his one of his big points is that um Gris- what's her name? Griselda? Yes. Um that she's singing like touch me. And then when that like white cat tries to touch her, she's like ah, doesn't want to be touched. It's like that's the whole point. The is gl- that she's trying to get touched. The glamour cat. They're so mean to her. Well, she used to be. Well, and like the young cats want to touch her. And then the old cats are like, no. <laughs> I love the way they just hiss at her because she shows up. She's done yeah. nothing uh, that we've seen. And sure, maybe there's some backstories. Maybe when she was a good looking cat, she was nasty to the other cats. Maybe, yeah. But uh, she seemingly was a nice cat. And just because she got old, she's being rejected. Like, get away. Ages. And the whole, and, and the lesson we're supposed to take is that you should want to die so that you can start over. Yeah, that's nice. If you had the option, I'd take that option. If my whole thing was the the cat, all the other cats wanted to bang and I lost that and I had no <laughs> value anymore. And they said, you're going to die, but it's not really death because you're just going to come back. I'm like, OK, yeah. great. Let's fucking do this. Also, going back to Jersey Mike's, it's called Sub in a Tub. <laughs> I don't know if that's their official. I've, I'm seeing this. You know, Jersey Mike's just opened in New York City, which makes sense. There were, oh. no, there were no chains for so long. That kind of makes sense because you're like, Italian sandwich, New York City, Italian. Yeah, you know? plenty of sandwiches. But now all of a sudden people fucking jizz over chains. A little Chick-fil-A came, came to New York and people wait. And like, wait it was steak and Shake was one of the big ones here. Like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah. I've been around Steak and really? Shake. Really? Been around Steak and Shake my whole life. Yeah. It's like Cookout in Atlanta. Everybody flipped out about Cookout. And I was like, this place is disgusting. Yeah. The uh, line for the drive-thru would back out onto Monroe near East Atlanta Village. But Maybe I it's s- good when you're drunk. And that's it. I, I've, I can't remember the food there. I just I remember going to get the milkshake because they have 60 milkshakes or something. I mean, they just have greasy, grease bomb food. And then you can get like uh, a cheeseburger and fries with like a side of grilled cheese. <laughs> you know, there's like weird options for your sides. Yeah, but when the menus become too complex and I don't know them, I shy away too because I don't want to hold up the line. Yeah. It's already stretching down the street, blocking traffic. Well, speaking of lines, uh, Steak and Shake, I always found that they took forever ever to make anything i never remember to steak and shake you're right but i've never even remembered a steak and shake to be crowded no it never was crowded oh they have those really thin french fries shoestring i love those i love skinny little itsy bitsy fries well apparently chains is is the way to go now people lose their minds over chains i mean shake shack i don't know how it played in other places, Shake Shack opened here in New York. Oh, yeah. Orig- that was the first time I'd eaten at a Shake Shack was in New York. Well, it was originally an actual shack in a park. I'm sure it was the chain and not the original. No, this was the original. Really? Yeah. Near this, the park? It opened and then they expanded that thing quickly. Oh, well, then, yeah, I did. You know, if in and out ever. What, wait, what's the one that opened in Atlanta? Whataburger? It, oh, yeah. Is that the animal style thing from California or is that in and out? That's in and out. Oh, okay. Which I, I said, but was it Whataburger that opened in Atlanta? 
And I thought Whataburger was a fake burger place in like a sitcom. <laughs> people no, no. I I think it's Texas is where it originated, and people oh my god, Whataburger, and then In and Out. Look, it's In and Out, and it's going to piss a lot of people off. Fucking overrated. A lot of people say that. I don't know why people swear by it. You have like, to get it animal style. So what? That's just masking the, the, well, it's adding flavor because there's not really much flavor otherwise. And I can understand uh, a simple menu. That's appreciated. Uh, yeah. Since I just said with cookout, not knowing how the fuck it works is a deterrent. But, uh, you know, the secret menu at in and out Sure, I can get behind that too. The secret that's not a secret. Yeah, it's not a secret anymore. But it's still not listed. You still have to do research yeah. online. And then you get it. It's like, oh. Okay. Christina had never had it. And when we went to Arizona, we were mm. driving to Tombstone, but I stopped in Tucson. I was like, look, they've got in and out. Long fucking line, like always. And then I swear to God, the fries, where they, you know, sometimes French fries are hollow inside. Oh, yeah. And, I, and you know, you can chalk it up to, oh, they didn't do it well this time. But I, I feel like my experience at in and out eh. the, the, the buns always feel like they're on the verge of being stale <laughs> that's just the style yeah we toast them i don't know if they toast them i think maybe they do anyway i guess we should start the show let's do it what's so funny i just found this thing on our google hangouts where you can send like a little emoji and it made me laugh oh i mean yeah people use this at work you have to uh, be able to react when other people are talking it's very strange oh. to have video conference calls and you're talking and you say something you think it's funny and you don't hear any laughs and half the people are just staring straight ahead or they have their cameras off it's very unsettling anyway introduce the show welcome to one topic where we stick to one topic my name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Uh, My name is Greg Russ. Uh, what's the other? Here's an emoji. I'm crying. Zoom has better options, though. Let me tell you about this. Uh, the, the Google me. People hmm. take sides now. We were using Zoom as the video conferencing platform at work. And then they dropped it and went to Google Meet. And the outrage, the the level of outrage <laughs> that just like a shockwave through the virtual halls of the office. I cannot believe it's like, who fucking cares? <laughs> People want to have things to bitch about for work. You know, there are some differences. Sure. And Zoom has a standalone app where Google is still web based, though. There is an app you can install on your computer but it's not as intuitive and in how to get the links to open immediately in the app. And then people lose it in their tabs because they have 150 tabs open in their browser. <laughs> it's like, just look for the red dot. You can find it. You can figure yeah. out where it is. But, and I'll even give that. That's a valid complaint when zooms open, you know what? But again, who fucking cares? It's video conferencing. All you're doing is chatting. You need to chat. Does the message come across? Great. But the backgrounds was a big issue. Why? 
And I guess because people, Google doesn't have the backgrounds. They do have the backgrounds, but uh, I guess not as good as Zoom backgrounds. I like to look like I'm sitting on a page. <sighs> yeah, if that's what you're, ugh, I feel like when you go into one of these Google or just any meet with your employees or employer or whatever, you should just want to get this thing over with and get out. If anything, not to like me. <laughs> I'm the one with the crazy background. Isn't it funny? Video conferencing pl- uh, platforms and 9-11 ruined business. They ruined Whoa. business. because that's a, that's a big statement. Because before you could go hop on a plane. Hey, there's a meeting in Chicago. We really, you can't do it face to face on a video conferencing platform. So this is before these existed and the phone ain't going to cut it. And, you know, there was some wheeling and dealing and you take the company credit card and you take the person out to dinner too to grease them up a bit. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to fly out to Chicago and before 9-11 when you could just walk up to an airport and buy a ticket at the counter. Like, hey, I just need to go. Here's some cash. And they say, okay. What? You can still do that. No, you can't do it. It's not the same way. Plus, they don't take cash. You have to show the well, ID. Oh, yeah, they don't take cash. Uh, and they would sh- be suspicious that you don't have any baggage. Yeah, you have to show the ID and... Uh, I feel as though maybe maybe it was always expensive day of. I can't. I was going to say, and you know, buying a flight the day of these days. Good luck with that shit. Even though you would think, oh, if there's inventory, they'd want to sell it so they'd lower the price. Yeah. But they don't do it because in their minds, you're taking a last minute trip. You must really need to be taking this trip. So we're going to take advantage of that. We're really going to fuck you over. Because somebody you care about died and you or they're dying and you want to see them before they die. And you're not going to say no to this inflated cost. And then they say they have bereavement fares, but you have to get a note and prove it. And I sure people will take advantage of it, but the whole process. So I like the idea of conducting business in the days when you could fly to Chicago in the morning. You have the meeting, you're home in your own bed at night. So uh, video conferences ruined that and 9-11 ruined that? Yeah, because 9-11 made flying more difficult. I see. You can't just go waltz onto Take a Take off your shoes! Take off your motherfucking shoes! You were still doing that, aren't we? I don't know if that's... Laptop's out of the bag! Is that still a thing? I don't know because I'm always pre-checked. Yeah, I'm, I'm pre I'm, I'm pre-check also. And that digital face ID thing. Digital ID. Yeah, so apparently. when I go up there, I don't even have to take out my, uh, I don't have to scan my boarding pass or my ID. Yeah, why just, not? They just look at you. They've already got the information. Why not? Yeah, I don't care. I was, I saw that at Delta where they're rolling this out. Some places when you walk, you're walking up, there's a board that uh, has got personalized information just for you that other people can't see because it's all about the angle you're standing. So Whoa, really? Yeah, so you're walking up and... It'll read your face and then it'll say welcome and it'll tell you where your gate is and departure time. Oh, that's cool. And if someone's so futuristic, if someone's right next to you, they can't read it. But you know what it also makes me think of is that movie I've never seen. Omega Man. Is that the one where like everything's weird and futury and everyone's wearing like beige tones and I, weird things are happening? I know Mega Man. Huh? I know Mega Man. From uh, Nintendo. Oh, yeah, not that. Not Mega Man. I've never seen the Omega Man. But it, it's, Is that what it's called? It's, it's kind of like dystopian. 
Yeah, I think it's, it's like everything's everything. I'm sorry. We're like everything is seemingly good on the surface, but it's actually pretty fucked up to keep it running smooth on the surface. I know Omega watches. They're very expensive. <laughs> I know Omegle. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Omegle is a TV thing, I think. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's a it's like a chat roulette. Omegle, talk to strangers. The internet is full of cool people. Omegle lets you meet them. When you use Omegle, we pick someone else at random so you can have a one-on-one chat. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's fucking one. Do you have to sign up for this, or can I just open it and click I'm on something? I'm not sure. I think as a dude, you're required to be jerking off. Video is monitored. Keep it clean. Yeah, right. Uh, leave Omegle and visit an adult site if that's what you're looking for. Uh, what are your interests? And you can also choose uh, call. I don't want college chat. I want to talk about bubblegum. Start chatting. I'll talk about bubblegum and fighting. I'm going to do text because I don't want to do video. I don't want to see anyone. Okay. Looking for someone you can chat with. Anyway, okay, go ahead. The Omega Man is a 1971 American post-apocalyptic action film directed by Boris Segal. And starring Charlton Heston as a survivor of a pandemic. See, this seems very appropriate. I should watch this now. It's only an hour and 38 minutes. Because in the 70s, people knew how to make a movie that wasn't four hours long. There was a long time that just as of, as of a few years ago, Blade Runner 2049 came out. And people were like, oh my god, it's two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. And now every movie is that long. Thanks to Marvel. And I'm, I don't I don't bring that up to launch into a tirade against Marvel, but for some reason it became okay. And now the movies are long. But when it was Blade Runner 2049, it was, oh, my God, no fucking way. <laughs> wow, there's some, there's like this, there's a uh, Chinese movie like Tai Shi Ku. <laughs> it's nine hours and 11 minutes. How does that even work? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know anything about it. I can't. Uh, I don't uh, apparently, The Cure for Insomnia is the longest film ever made. It's released wow. in 1987, 85 hours. It was an experimental film. Oh, okay. So I, I don't even know if it could be considered a film. Wait, what is this one, though? This, uh, I, see, now I'm getting conflicting information on different lists. Ambiance from 2020, a 43,200-minute documentary. <laughs> Maybe because it's a documentary. It's in a different class. It's ongoing. It's just a camera that's linked up, and it's constantly running. So it's a documentary. So it's <laughs> just a continuously going documentary. The Guinness World Records, the book, says that uh, The Cure for Insomnia is the okay. longest. 85, 85 hours. 87, 1987, 85 hours. And it, it premiered in its entirety at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. So look, Oof. I could have flown out there in 1987, waltzed up to the counter. I wouldn't have been in my own bed that night, but I could have gone out there. Did you fly on your trip that you just took? The girl, I did. The girl's trip that took you away from the radio show and the rest of the show and the cast still had to work. And you said, you know what? I'm divorcing myself from this show as uh, a cohesive unit. And now we're all allowed to take our own time off. 
oh, it was never a cohesive unit because I was never asked about when vacation time would be ideal. So anytime that vacation time was uh, seen by me on the calendar and not told to me previously before it was scheduled, uh, it was never a good time for me to take a vacation. So and usually I would find out with not even enough time to have planned something. So if we're talking about the cohesive nature, I am just doing what has always been done, but just from my end. Well, you're lazy. How many sick days? How many sick days do you take? Uh, none. What a world when, when it was uh, applauded that you came into work sick with some <laughs> yeah. shit that you could spread to everyone. And yes, you're a good worker. You're coming she's a trooper. In. You know, she came in. We sent her home. It never but, made uh, sense. Even if you buy into that narrative where. Uh, Work is what gives you worth and you're going to be a good worker and that's how you prove your value in this life. But from an, a, an employer standpoint, running the risk, I guess if the idea is everyone should be working when they're sick, it doesn't matter if people get sick. I think it's a, sh it's, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a show of loyalty or it, it's like, um, like that shit. What is that called when you, you, is it emulate yourself? Nobody. Like if you're praying and you like are are like smacking your back with a cat of nine tails while you're praying because you're showing that like I'll suffer for you. I think that's what it is. You're saying that I care less about my well-being and more about showing you that I care about this job. You know that I'm here for this job. Well, this loyalty should not exist. Nobody should be loyal to their employer anymore no. because no employer is ever loyal to them. See, again, see, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't feel, yeah, I, I, I'm allowed to take a vacation when a vacation suits me it was properly. A, so. Well, it was a questionable practice to begin with, this loyalty. But there was a time when I guess, you know, the, the employer is always going to take advantage of the employees. But say you could get a pension. And they said, you know what? You work with us. You're right. Gonna, you'll, have, you'll vest. And then when you retire, we'll continue to pay you and we'll take care of you. It's like, okay, but fine. That's true. That is something. Even though that, I... That, that seems like you're you working hard for the company is investing in your future where now you working hard for the company is investing in the company and it may invest in part with your future as far as experience or um, something you can put on a resume to show that what you've done but that's for your future and not for you to stay at that company because when it's over they're gonna they're gonna say hope you had your retirement plan figured out Bye. Good luck. Yeah. Well, we'll miss you. There's I, cake in the break room. I got Take mine. I don't give a shit if you got yours. That's uh, And that's legitimate. That's totally fine. I feel like if a company wants to behave that way, that's fine. That's your choice. That's a choice as a business. Um, uh, but then to expect uh, the employee to, to show more reverence for the job than what the employer shows you, then I don't understand why that's supposed to be the case. What a fast one, though. It was pulled. Uh, you know, dynamics were set up, gender dynamics. The man's the provider, so I guess that's maybe where it started. The, the uh, America, in its own right, was you come here and you work hard and you can make it. So uh, people bought into the idea of the American dream and... At that point, they worked hard and they 
neglected relationships with other people, <laughs> all, all in the interest of working. I'm going to put in all these hours, and then I'm going to judge people who don't view th this the same way. I find that to be what if what if whoever invented that and pushed it through, I applaud them. What way to go? I think at some point, <clears throat> if you presented this on paper as a new idea, turn your life over to work for an employer. They'll give you some money. Sure, you need the money to survive, but you turn it all over. And if you're sick, you still come in, and your value is based on the amount you want to work and the effort you put. People say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But yeah, it is just like a cultural norm. I think less so now, but for a long time it was. What do you think about that? Because to me, what you're describing is less of an American ideal now, but more of like Japanese culture, like businessman culture. Yeah, well, in Japan, it's like we're going out for drinks. That means you're not going home. You're not saying no. You don't really you have can't a choice. Say no, and you have to keep up with the boss. <laughs> the boss out drinks you. <laughs> well, that's why if they have all those sleeping, have you seen that? Like all those sleeping businessmen on the streets? Yeah. I, I, I guess what I meant to say is that you can't let the boss out drink you. It's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. They just, you know, Japan's in a strange spot. The fact that the population is yeah. declining and they're trying to figure out ways to turn that have around. Have you seen if, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <clears throat> if you don't have, um, if you can't stay home with a baby, then you have to send your kids to these weird daycares. And some of the daycares have to be overnight because you have to work whatever job you can get. And there's like these terrible, um, it's like it's terrible things that go down at these like overnight, uh, basically like babysitters because the people there don't really get like, it's a, it's a weird you got to be in the right spot, I feel like, to live in Japan, have a family, and have a decent life together. I'm looking... You have to be, yeah, like maybe in like the, the right money, like the, the right spot monetarily, maybe in like the right part of a city or in a countryside or something. Seems hard. I'm looking up the reasons Japanese working culture was... Apparently, it's shifting it's all about, also. It's all about saving face. Yeah, a lot of it's the unspoken rules of Japanese culture, just right. in general. And globalization made it worse because, you know, then you could... Business never sleeps. The speed of business. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> and then people always have to be on call anyway. So going back to you taking I wouldn't this, be surprised, like you said, that it is shifting there too. Cause... This vacation that you decided to take at the expense of the radio program that employs you while everyone else slaved away yeah. doing <laughs> difficult manual labor. I know. You know what I said? I said, fuck them. It's manual, right? Speaking's manual. Is it? It's manual labor. I don't think so. I think manual implies your hands. Because I think the M-A-N part, like is like mono is your hands and that's yes. in Spanish. Okay. You're yes. So <laughs> so you got me there. But I <laughs> but I Did I, you look it up while I was explaining it? I meant uh Because I feel like I was pretty smart just now. 
Yes, I mean specifically with your hands. Okay. I feel dumb that he didn't know this. And I feel like somewhere, but I, I was thinking like the physical exertion. It's a physical uh-huh. job. Speaking It's a physical act. It's not like you're sitting there and daydreaming and brainstorming, <clears throat> which that in itself, I guess, is physical because it involves your brain. It's just a different kind of physical. I remember when I would be working at a desk all day and sitting all day was kind of difficult. <laughs> and also like looking into a screen all day was like by the time I would leave work, I just I. I didn't even want to like use my eyeballs anymore. They were just tired. And today I feel really tired of talking, but I, we have to do the podcast, which is fine because it's really it's not that big of a deal. It's to late. Talk. Yeah. Our late podcast. Because you decided really to take a trip. <laughs> so no, we tried to record. <laughs> we tried to record earlier. Didn't we? No, I was on that film set all weekend. Oh, that's right. I'm but lazy I told as you fuck. before I said, I'll- we need to record earlier. I'll tell you, I'm late. I'm lazy as fuck. I haven't been on a set in a long time. Oh and yeah, how was I, that? I just realized that it was fine. It was good, but overall, I realized I hate being on sets. They're long days. Yeah, you're. You know, there's things to do. You <laughs> you have to do stuff. When I work in post production, you're still doing stuff. And it's like, look, I know where I'm going to be. I know what my hours are for the most part. Yeah, I, I much prefer this. I would do. I think it would be exciting to be on a set. You know. It gets but, old fast. But you could go look up the hashtag set life on Instagram <laughs> and see. That's a real thing. Yeah. It's also mocked, but there's plenty of people on set who think it's really fucking cool. And yeah. They, are you looking Those it up now? Those people aren't really living lives. Let's look it up. Set life. What the hell is that? Oh, it's a flower. It looks like a penis. What? No, I opened Instagram so I could look up set life and... <laughs> One of the recommended things that looked like a penis. Like, what? And then it was a flower. <laughs> what? Got you. Oh, there it is. Got you. Set life tags. So what did you do on set? What didn't I do on set? <gasps> oh, what a retort. Well, it was my friend's short film. So the, the crew was small. And mm-hmm. I, in essence, produced it. Meaning I, I created the Are connections. Are you going to Jake Mesmier is your name? Mesmire. And, Mesmire. Uh, but no, I created the connections because he needed to rent a theater and my friend works at the theater, so I facilitated that conversation. And uh, at some point he needed a people in the audience. And he's a, my friend Dan, who I like, but he's weird. And he's like, oh, I need, I was like, fine, I'll find some fucking people for the shot. And I handled that and then uh, I also had to do sound. Wow. I don't like doing You produce s- a lot. I don't like doing sound. Sound is uh, field recordings. Uh, stressful. It's a stressful thing because it's a very important thing. If you fuck it up, then you got nothing. And most people don't think about it. They're all about the visual. Like, what's in the camera? We got to frame the shot, the cinematography. This is uh, uh, it's a go sound. Yeah, I don't know. But if you fuck it up, then you got nothing. I guess you could ADR the whole thing after the fact. Then that looks weird, though. You can tell. Oh, those lines were tell. recorded in the studio and then dubbed in. So anyway, that's why we didn't uh, record. And, and then I don't know what happened yesterday. I think you were just working all day. And then I also was working and then doing trivia. 
And it would just been a lot to record yesterday. It's a oh man, it has been a lot for me today. Can I tell you what happened today? We got to talk about the trip. I mean, the trip was the trip. It you was saved just a, a dog. Of, there was a dog running across the six lanes of traffic, and you pulled over your car, and you said, "Oh no, pup, I got to save you." And you got the dog, and then you found the the vet, and you found the chip, and you found the owner. There was no chip. So no you, leash. No collar. Do? No nothing. What did you do? You turned it in. So I no I um. It was in the road and everybody was walking or driving slowly because and being careful because this beautiful like Bernie's mountain dog was chasing after a vulture and the vulture was just hopping away. It wasn't even flying away. It was like they were kind of friends. I don't know. And they went into the parking lot um, off of the road. And so I pulled in and he was following the vulture into the woods. But I was like, come here, come here, baby, you know, and I got down and pretended I had a treat or whatever. And then another person who had pulled over uh, helped me sort of wrangle her into my car. And then I, oh, but in the meantime, okay, I had been doing laundry since like 9 a.m. And I was doing like the big loads of laundry. Like I took off all my sheets and stuff. It was like washing all that and my bedspread from the winter time, you know. So it was like a ton of laundry and cleaning up all day. And I left early to go to Target to get a couple things and then to go to the, get, go to the grocery store and then on my way to pick up the kids, this is when I saw the dog. So I've got like a car full of stuff. And now I have a big dog. It's a pup. It was a puppy, but she was big. She, like she was really big. Those are big dogs. Christina's yeah, family dogs. has ones. They also only live like eight years, I think, on average. <gasps> oh my gosh. She was so sweet. But anyway, so then I have a bunch of groceries in the car, plus now this dog. So I get to the school a little early. And so I have to just wait. You know, I'm like, uh, come on, kids, get out. So they finally get out. And then I have to put them in the car with this big dog. I drive to my vet. The vet doesn't sense a chip. So uh, he like is helping me. He he puts a collar on or like puts a little lead on her. And I take her back to my house. And so um, baby was in daycare. Thank goodness. So now I've just got this dog in the house. I'm going back up and down the stairs with groceries and shit from Target. And and so, but I'm in the meantime, I've got this dog, I've got the kids, I've got all these groceries that I need to put away. And then the kids are running around and, you know, they want like a water and want something. I'm like, get out, you know? So, uh, and they get their own waters these days. Yeah. But I'm in the kitchen yeah. and I'm like putting away all this shit, you know? So um, it's fine. I'm just, it's just still a lot. And now my, my bedroom is all torn apart, you know, because it's like got sorted laundry and then there's no sheets or anything on the bed. It's just my bare mattress. And then I finally get some pictures of the dog and I post it on some Facebook groups about like missing animals in the area. And somebody, a bunch of people have like cross-referenced it and sent me images or picture links or whatever of the person who was missing the dog. So I had to get in touch with her and then I uh, was like, okay, let's go. So I got in touch with her. We go to her house and they're so sweet and so excited that they have the dog back. The dog is safe. And then out of a, a townhouse across the street is friends of Ellie's. So then, which is great. Like I'm, they're so excited. They're all playing. Um, I'm talking with the mom who I haven't talked to in a while. And we're chatting. And we're going. Da, 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 da. And then I tell, I have to leave. I have to go pick up baby. So I go pick up baby. And then, I bring him back and then I have to cook dinner and I'm just fucking exhausted. 
And look at you. Here you are doing this show. So there was a moment where I was like, I need both of you to leave me alone now. Like, I just was like, I need, I need a little time. No, come on. Well, I get them on YouTube and that's kind of fine. But then what happened to this dog though? Huh? What happened to this dog? How they let her run away? And also Um, the wind, it's been really windy here. And and it blew it away. It picked it up. Like it blew open a gate or something that they had. It like broke a gate and the dog dog got out. It ran. So how far away was it ultimately? Not very far. It was just down, down through their neighborhood and across busy street. Yeah. You know, yeah. Did they give you a but reward. Anyway, okay, they give you wait, money. And then I make dinner. No money. Right? No money. They Those gave are expensive me, dogs. Um, they gave f- me some Ukrainian tea. They oh were Ukrainian, my. but that's and an expensive. She gave me dog. like a Japanese wine or a Chinese wine. No, you, you know what? You hand it back and you politely say. 150 bucks. I don't expect anything. I, this dog costs you thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I could have kept it and sold it for so much money. <laughs> yeah. Thousands. And this is what. Okay. But let me bitch for just a second longer. So then I'm making dinner. I've made dinner. The kids don't like it. Um, it has like kielbasa sausage in it. And they don't like the stuff that's all, all around it. So I have to like fish out the sausages. And I wash them in the fucking. <laughs> in the water and then i put it on a plate with some ketchup and they're fine and then ellie really wants this tea and i'm like oh my god and then they they don't have dessert because i wasn't ready and then i had to like make them something that was sweet and then i wanted to die and then and then i come into my room and i'm like fuck like (laughs) stole this shit everywhere and there's no sheets on the bed so i made the kids fold the towels and things and they did shittily but it's fine should have given them glasses of condensed milk like here's your sweet oh ellie would have loved that just drink anytime i use condensed milk she's like can i lick it just yeah it's got the same consistency consistency as elmer's glue should be I know, a, but it's so good should play a game glue or condensed milk <laughs> the glue's safe yeah that's why you could play it it'd, yeah. be, it'd be fun yeah so anyway and then you know just getting the kids to bed and Ellie's yeah, coughing I, a I lot get it. and telling me she's not feeling well. I get it. You did a lot and you're still dedicated to the show. That's not really, I You've don't made really the point. mean to be saying I'm dedicated. It's and everyone like, listening is grateful and saying, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, it really, can I just, it really does make me sad sometimes when I'm working really hard that there's no one seeing me working really hard <laughs> and saying like, hey, you're doing a good job. You know, like I have to say it to myself, like, just keep going. Jesus sees it. Yeah, maybe that's why I need a relationship with Christ. He'll thank you one day. But do you know what I mean? Do you ever have that where you're like, there's, I guess you don't because I don't know. I just, there's nobody here to be like, hey, I see what you're doing. Max, I don't work hard. No, just because you have someone around. <laughs> sure. I guess. That's when I get lonely. It's hard for me to think about if I, I mean, I've done laundry plenty of times and not been praised for it and clean. It's not just that I did laundry. It's all this stuff today. It was just so much. I I know. I hear you. Busy day. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm appreciative that you're here doing this radio. I'm sorry. I mean, this. I'm not asking for praise recorded. This recorded (laughs) spoken word program. Just saying. And you, Sometimes it's a lot, and there's no one there to be like, "Hey." And you. Uh, Why don't you sit down? I'll fold this. You know what I mean? I don't have that. 
Yeah, you do. They just don't do it. They don't offer. Well, they can't put on the fitted sheet. <laughs> they can put. I it can on. barely put on my fitted sheet. Do you have a fitted sheet that like doesn't fit your bed? Uh, yeah, but it was more so. Yes, yes. It slides. What's up with that? It slides off. Oh no, mine doesn't slide off. I can. I get the four corners on, and then the last corner is so. I have to like squish the mattress. Oh no! Then I don't know. I I have one that fits and seems a little tighter than the others, and then it'll slide off, and that's annoying. Yeah, that is annoying. When you get you're laying on it and you roll over in the middle of the night and you wake up and it's come undone. Oh, I don't like feeling the mattress with my legs or my feet. I don't know. (laughs) Feels so. No, it's all bumpy and weird. I got a foam one now. It ain't bumpy. You got a foam one. Yeah. Foam, foam. Foam, uh, foam, foam, foam. It needs the foam, foam, foam. Meet you at the foam roads. So anyway, this <laughs> fucking foam this trip that you refuse to talk about. Oh, let's talk about it. You hang with the girls. Did you fly down there? Yes, I flew. Where did you go? Where did you go? The Blue Ridge Mountains? Ella J. Oh, yeah. That's where I drove my truck off a mountainside when I was 16. I could understand why, man. Those roads are wild. Well, when you fi- are fishtailing on purpose because it's a gravel road going up the side of a mountain and you have a yeah. pickup truck, a small one, a Nissan that doesn't even have a model name. <laughs> you know, they're not heavy. They're light. They're real rear wheel drive and the bed of the truck's got no weight on it. It's a stupid thing to do. Oh, you're young. I went camping too for two nights. Two fucking nights that trip was. What the hell was up? with I I can't even remember. It sounds awful now to go camping for two nights. I remember my friend set some trout lines, which I think are illegal because you're not there to catch the fish in the moment. Like you set them. There's some, you know, a branch of a tree that's hanging out yeah. over the lake and you just tie a line to it. Why is that illegal? And then the fish bites and it stays there for. Yeah, but the Native Americans probably did that shit. They're not like. Yeah, well, they actually had to eat. I could have jumped in the truck even after gone I drove to it the off. Walmart. Yeah, I could have gone to the McDonald's down there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So you went to Ella J. You flew there. Yeah. You flew, flew there. Well, I flew into Atlanta and then rented a car. This was a convergence. People coming from all areas. Yeah, but not, I mean, one came from, you know, Grayson. Lawrenceville-ish, and then the other came from Chattanooga. So I came from the farthest. So what was the, why was LJ the selection? Uh, There were just some cabins in the mountains that, I guess, no, I don't know why exactly, but it was beautiful. God, the cabin was so nice. Everything in there was expensive and well-maintained and kept up. It was gorgeous. Was there TV? Yeah. There were a bunch of TVs, but we didn't. We only used one to Was. watch the Lizzo documentary, and then to watch like twerking videos and what? watch um, uh, like the Cardi B, uh, the WAP music video, and body yaddy 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 yaddy. Was there a hot big titties tub? little waist? There was a hot tub. There was ski ball. There was like a game room downstairs with ski ball and. How many rooms um, was this place? It was only three bedrooms. So everyone, everyone got their own room, though, unlike when I went to Maine. 
And I had to share a room with two other people. Oh, yeah. This was so nice. Well, there were also three rooms, but there were seven people. Yeah. Somebody could have fit in the bed with me. No, no problem. So it would have fit two, four, six. And then there were really nice couches. There was like a loft living room that could have slept a person. There was a couch downstairs that could have slept a person. There was a two couches down in the game room that could sleep two more. How was this book? Verbo? No, I think it was like Mountain Escapes or something like that. Well, good. Don't use those plot. Don't use Verbo. Don't use Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. They're terrible. They charge you so well. Our, Verbo, which I hate Verbo. Stop. Stop saying VR, Verbo. VRBO. But that's the, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the first time I heard them pronounce it on a commercial when they started saying, oh, shit, you know what? Because they've been around longer than Airbnb. Yes. Yeah. And so they go, shit, we got to advertise like Verbo. Huh? <laughs> Why? It's like when the sci sci-fi channel. You remember when this was it sci-fi network? And they changed the spelling. Yeah. To like Seafy. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. There's the fucking radiator again. OK. But yeah. Like, why are you doing that? It was fine. What, I mean, Verbo. what does that stand for? Vacation it's an rentals. Acronym, vacation rentals by owner. Okay, that's what the other I knew was vacation rentals. Okay, fine. Verbo. And yes, they are expensive. And Airbnb. Uh, right now, I don't know what's going on. All hotels are outrageous, and people say it's oh the pent up demand and all the people who didn't get to travel during COVID. It's like hey, you know what? There's been travel. I can't believe yeah. that going to Atlanta in the first week, second week of February that all the hotel rooms are booked and I need to pay $300 a night. I don't buy that for a fucking second. There's no, I know Atlanta's a big convention town. I looked it up. There were no conventions, nothing going on. It's like, what the fuck is this? And then you return to Airbnb and you see places like $7, $8 a night. Oh, wonderful. This is amazing. And then a uh, cleaning fee, $250. Go, go. Suck an egg. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say. <laughs> Breathe in pine saw. With your cleaning fee, buy a shitload of pine salt and just huff it in until you pass out and never return spray right to consciousness. Uh, and I know the taxes have started to be built in, rightly so. If if there's going to be taxes on hotels, then Airbnb should be taxed also because people are treating it as a hotel. And it's always weird to feel as though I'm defending the hotel industry with big names like Hilton and Marriott. Like what the, I don't give a shit about them, but fuck you Airbnb for putting me in a place where I feel as though I'm on the side of this giant corporation because I can't stand uh, the fact that you present yourself as, Oh, this is about experiences and sharing it's humanity at its best. No, it's become a money making scheme for people who buy up the inventory or they in a city and it's, driven up costs of housing because now everyone thinks that they're going to be a part-time lodge owner. <laughs> I think that uh, the heyday of of Airbnb is just completed. It's done. It's like Uber. The heyday of Uber was, hey, you want to take a ride for $3? Yeah, it's strange. Whoa, was it really like that? I thought it was at least always like 15 or something. No, there's plenty. Of, maybe three is a bit hyperbolic, but in Atlanta, they've certainly going places for $7. Now, granted, it's like, hey, it's a person who was driving home from Publix. And oh, yeah. Here in New York, though, it was always regulated more so. You had to have a license to the Taxi and Limousine Commission. 
but it destroyed the yellow cab industry. Just and like the people who, because yellow cabs were limited too, and you had to have a medallion, and those things were being sold on the secondary market for like a million dollars. People are mortgaging their lives for this thing. Then mm-hmm. Uber comes in and destroys the yellow cab. Now some of it was brought on themselves too because they refused to go to the outer boroughs. You get in one. They're like, where are you going? It's half the time they would ask you before they'd let you in where you were going. And if you said Brooklyn or Queens, they'd say, ah, no. And they'd speed away, which was illegal. <laughs> and then you could get in and then tell them you're going. I don't know how to get there. And it's like, I'll tell you how to get there. No. And then you could threaten to call 301 and give them a medallion number. And they'd say, okay, fine. So some of it was brought on to themselves. But Uber came in and they had these low fucking prices compared to the yeah. yellow cabs. And they took over. And then they jacked the fucking price. Now a ride uh, from, say, LaGuardia to my apartment, if there's traffic and with the tip, it's like $65. You can still find a fucking ticket sometimes on Southwest to Atlanta for $65. <laughs> I can. How much is a cab instead of uh, Uber? Probably. It, it, sometimes they actually are cheaper. The problem with cabs is uh-huh. if there's traffic, the meter still ticks. So uh, it's hard to gauge, but yes, I've been testing it a bit and it's a bit cheaper these days, but it's, it's kind of sad. New York was known for the yellow cabs and there ain't that many around anymore. They're still around, but it's not like it used to be. I mean, things do have to change and it's not surprising that something that started as so awesome would then degrade into just the norm. <laughs> like getting kind of ripped off in well, the ways like, that you expect from big corporation type of things, but it becomes a big corporation because, because it becomes successful. Well, yeah, it was always supposed to be a thing where someone can make some extra money on the side. Oh, I've got an apartment that I own or a, a house in the back, a carriage house and I'll rent this or with Uber. Yeah. Okay. I run errands and if I pick someone up and take them, I can make some extra money. Then at some point, people are like, this is what I do for my job. <laughs> yeah. Which can be fine, but know that you might not be able to make a living. Well, people who then start to complain as an Uber driver, I'm not that they making can't make enough. It's like it wasn't yeah. supposed to be a living. I don't I don't right. think it was supposed to be a living. But I guess And is it up to the employer to make sure you're making a living? I guess in some way. It depends. Well, one of the reasons there's Atlanta's still relatively cheap in other cities uh, compared to New York when it comes to Ubers because, you know, the city is enforced regulation with the company and the company has to pay them a certain mm. rate, which, you know, again, I'm not opposed to that. I don't want Uber making all the fucking money. I don't want the comp, the corporation itself making all the money. But what's act? What actually? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but also, I thought it was supposed to be a cheap alternative, and yeah, and turned into a thing that cost about the same amount it cost to fly 850 <laughs> miles <laughs> with a shitty airline, but still. No, Southwest is fine. Yeah. It, um, I was gonna say the real crime is the dependency on cars in major cities and just in many anywhere. So that you have to, you have to be able to afford to live anywhere. You have to be able to afford afford a car, uh, maintenance on the car, gas for the car, uh, insurance for the car. You know, taxes on the car. It's so much bullshit that 
you can't choose to not have a car. Yeah, well, we ain't got time to get into that. You're right. Yeah. You're you're exactly right. The infrastructure of this country is certainly yeah. car centric. And it's the same people like give all of your energy to your job because <laughs> that's the only way you'll make it. It's the same attitude. Get a car. Well, the American fucking dream. Buy a house. Get into debt. Go to college. Yeah, Fuck the you. freedom though. The freedom of the open road and America's a big country and taking a it long is. road trip is a cool thing to do. But in your daily life, getting around, especially a city, <laughs> I don't th- I think that our city should have been built with public transit in mind. But no, why would we do such a thing? Mm. I'm above. I mean, just trying to like, I never, ever want to go into D.C. because, yes, I'm only 20 minutes away from D.C. But once you get into D.C., it's another 30 minutes to go two miles. You know what I mean? It's so hard to get around in that city. It's like that in any city. I guess so, yeah. You see people in cars. and some Oh, that's true. Walk, I remember... Walking faster re- than them here. <laughs> yeah, I remember having that issue in Atlanta, too. You're right. Like, I'm only three miles away from work, but I have to leave 30 minutes before. Yeah, good luck. But, uh, you know, that's still... You ain't going to tax me more to keep up your public transit system. An extra yeah. penny per dollar I spend. It's going to bring you. riffraff, a.k.a. people that look different than me, <laughs> into my suburb. Yeah, like they want to come to your boring fucking suburb. They're yeah, they don't give a shit. They'll come to work, maybe. TV. Or live, God forbid. They want to live next to you, maybe, so they can be safe. I'm all about, I mean, there's plenty of people who would say that the density of New York is gross and they can't stand it, but uh, the subway is what allowed it to grow into the city it is today. Because if you look at pictures of the subway, the expansion into Queens, like right when it opened, it's fucking farmland. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. And when you have access to transit to get to where you need to go, then people are going to build shit. So, Ella J, you were there. You had a nice time. <laughs> Beautiful. Yep. I don't know, you're refreshing. I do feel refreshed coming back to work. I feel more um, ready. Was there boozing? Oh, yeah. Was it uh, you make this trip what you want? That's what they always say about Maine. The trip is you, you make it what you want. And then I had this suspicion that I won't be invited back la- next year because... I made it what I wanted. Look, I interacted with the with the people plenty, but I also sometimes didn't interact, and I didn't want to interact. And oh, now I'm yeah, worried. That's fine, right? Yeah, but it's always uh, it's always pushed. Make it what you want. Do what you want. It's like okay. I bought a bunch of booze going into the main trip. I haven't even talked about the main trip on here anyway. I don't know. We did a little bit. I think you were on the main trip and we talked. Oh yeah, Remember? I did record the the one yeah. episode. While I was in Maine, um, yeah, I bought a bunch of booze going in. Think I'm gonna, and then I just, like after the second night, I didn't drink again because I woke up in the middle of the night, heart was pounding, and I, I just yeah. fucking felt like shit. And I had like water next to me on the nightstand, but I couldn't conjure the energy. Oh, you were just really that's that's hangover. It wasn't even hangover yet. Like I just couldn't conjure the energy to roll over and drink. That's like I have to sit up if I drink that. So I that's con- that's that's hangover mentality. Well, like I'm so thirsty, but I don't want to get that water that's right there. I kind of preferred it after the fact when I didn't do it. 
I was like, hey, this is nice, not drinking. Oh, yeah. Well, see, you made it what you wanted. That's okay. I'm you wanted to, to drink a little bit? Yeah, you're supposed to cook, though, and I never cook for anyone. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, what did you do for food? Uh, Michelle made things that she makes. Oh, every night she cooked. Just lasagna. I mean, we ate a lot of... We had, like, stuff to make, uh, you know, a charcuterie board. Uh, nothing to, fancy, just cheeses and meats. And, did you get bologna and white bread? Yeah, we just got bologna and, like, turkey, honey, ham, uncured honey ham. No. We had, you know, we had just little things. And then um, lots of snacking, lots of drinking. Yeah, but what about that miracle drug you take that didn't curb your energy? Well, um, so I didn't take it the week of the trip. <laughs> so you could eat? Yeah, so that I wouldn't have any symptoms. Because the... Uh, next dosage that I just took on Sunday night, this Sunday night, uh, was the five milligram instead of 2.5. Jesus Christ, you're going up in dosage. Who prescribed that? Well, you're supposed to go up in your dosage. When does it end? I don't know. A lot of people are on, they go up and up and up, but those people I think are um, much more, have much more weight that they want to lose. Why are they going up and up and up and up? Why didn't, because it, when you build tolerance? A little bit. <clears throat> I think you could. I don't really know. Everyone's different, you know, but for me, I think I could have. What's the name of the shit again? Manjaro. <laughs> Manjaro. <laughs> Mumble Jerry. <laughs> Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Yeah, my body is building tolerance. That should tell you something. I don't care. Take more. Well, what I found on 2.5, I guess I could have continued, but I would have. Uh, I don't know. I, I would have lost weight on a much slower pace, which is also fine. Um, and some of my little things came back where it was like I was more interested in sugar again um, and a little bit more of like weird snacking. But I could have handled it. But Pringles? I just thought, well, you're, you, you are supposed to go up uh, after four weeks. And I went eight weeks on 2.5. So I just wanted to see. So. Were you buying Pringles? What was it? One night I like I forget. Oh, I door dashed ice cream to the house. They delivered I it. I gotta have it. If they delivered it to you in the middle of the woods. Oh no, no, this was still when I hadn't left yet. Oh, okay. I yeah, get it. But now. it was yeah, when I, I'm sorry, it was after I'd gotten home and I was like it, and I, it was the time between, uh, cause I got back on Friday. So what'd you, so then I think it must've been Saturday night where I was like, what'd you pay for the ice cream? All in. Yeah, I didn't care. I was like probably 20 bucks, <laughs> but it was that weird thing. I was like, fuck it. No, I know. It was like the, yeah. the Jersey Mike's today. I had uh -huh. it delivered cause it's like 0.9 miles away. I could walk. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy to get to on a train, but I was just lazy and it's like, you know what? I'll pay twenty eight dollars for the fucking Oof. sandwich or whatever. Well, the giant is already eighteen dollars, I think. Uh -huh. And then they've got a delivery fee that's three dollars and then they've got a service fee and then you got a tip. So I was like, yeah. yeah, OK, well, so maybe it was. No, I think it was twenty seven, twenty eight. I forget. And it's funny, that feeling, right? Where you're like, I want it. So I'm going to get it. Yeah, I, I'm paying over a quarter of a hundred dollars for a sandwich. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me? 
I definitely did not need that ice cream, you know, but I needed it. What kind was it? I got cake batter with chocolate fudge. What brand? And oh, it was Jenny's. No, no, we're not that fancy. Oh, it's the crematorium. I don't know. I don't know. Crematorium. Uh, the one that is not the crematorium. Crematorium is a place where you get cremated. Oh. Coldstone Creamery. Oh, Coldstone, where they sing, do you? Oh, they don't do that shit anymore. They have Those to. Those days are gone. Well, that's a weird, uh, that's expensive too. But I too. got Reese cups in it and uh, they sent Reese's pieces. And so I did not eat them. I spit them all out. What, what did you use to door dash? You should have challenged the charge and said that they didn't give you. They're, they're, they usually will fix it. Really? Is I ordered, it too late? We ordered some like pasta and that no, was Indian food. And uh, it spilled like the sauce spilled. And uh-huh. which, you know, a sauce is a big part of Indian food. Absolutely. Uh, but about half the sauce container spilled out and, uh, I sent a picture and I said, look at this. And they refunded me $17. What? How much was it overall? Oh, 40. But that was like with a couple dishes, appetizer, the fucking breads that they rip you off with these days. The naan. Yeah. That cost $4 a piece or $3 a piece, whatever it is. And that was with tip, I think. But anyway, you should, uh, and it's probably maybe too late now. Probably too late. It might be too late. (laughs) It might be too late. So this is not what I ordered. Usually they'll give you a choice, like a list, like what was wrong. And you could have clicked on Reese's peanut butter cups. Damn it. I was like the, I asked for the oil and vinegar on the side for my sandwich. So I could keep it without it being soggy. And they didn't even send the oil and vinegar this time with Jersey Mike's. But I ordered from their app. So good luck. I'm doing it now and seeing what happens. <laughs> Ingredient is missing or incorrect. Yeah, see, there it is. Additional mix-ins. Reese's <laughs> peanut butter <laughs> This was a week ago. <laughs> I know. Let's see. Hold on, I'm going to write it. <clears throat> I I received Reese's Pieces instead of Reese's Cups. <laughs> and I do not like Reese's Pieces. As I do as, not like Reese's Pieces. You could say something like, I'm allergic to peanut butter, but that ain't going to work. <laughs> no. I'm allergic to uh, pieces. <laughs> well... Sometimes they'll instantly refund. Wait, I'm submitting it. Thank you for submitting the issue. We're unable to provide any compensation for this order. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it's been too long. Maybe the mix-in. Yeah. Oh, they charge you like three bucks for a mix-in or something. I mean, whatever. (laughs) It was good to try. Maybe I'll do that every time. (laughs) No, that's when they they know people probably abuse this. (sighs) Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Love you.